0: Welcome to No Compromise, where faith and reason fuse in conversation. Jenny and I conclude our discussion of T.S. Eliot's The Journey of the Magi. The turning point in this poem Mm -hmm. is when Eliot says in the person of his narrator, and this is the moment of Bethlehem when he sees the baby Jesus, it was, you may say, satisfactory. Right. Well, he said, finding the place it was. You may yeah, say, finding a place. It was, you may say, satisfactory. And then
1: standing And I think up, that's
0: the greatest mm-hmm. understatement in all of history. Right. And standing
1: right. up from there, and like you said, it changes your life completely, but it doesn't change your life completely because you're still <laughs> in the same place. Yes,
0: because you're you right on. where you were before. Right. But you're so right everything where is you're the supposed same, to be. And yet everything mm-hmm. is different. Right. Yes, that's that paradox. Of the Christian reality. Right. So we haven't even started a <laughs> poem yet. And I think we've actually given the most important elements of what it means. Yeah. So good.
1: Okay, so I'll start reading it, okay? Yep. Here we go. Make sure you tell me if I'm reading it the wrong way. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were very particular about poems being read the right way. And you're very right about it, too. <laughs> okay, a cold coming we had of it, just the worst time of the year for a journey, and such a long journey. The ways deep and the weather sharp, the very dead of winter, and the camels galled, sore-footed, refractory, lying down in the melting snow. There were times we regretted the summer palaces on slopes, the terraces, the silken girls bringing sherbet. Then the camelmen cursing and grumbling and running away. And wanting their liquor and women. And the night fires going out. And the lack of shelters. And the cities hostile and towns unfriendly. And the villages dirty and charging high prices. A hard time we had of it. At the end, we preferred to travel all night. Sleeping in snatches with voices singing in our ears saying that this was all folly. This is the negative part. And I mean, it just reeks of
0: negativity. Right. And it falls apart into these three separate parts. Mm-hmm. This first part is about the approach to the sacred, mm-hmm. I think, in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know. And in researching this discussion today, yeah, I came to know something about this poem that I never knew before. What, what was that? Eliot actually takes the opening lines of this poem from the 1622 Nativity Sermon. By Lancelot Andrews, that is, Bishop Lancelot Andrews Uh of the um, Anglican Church, who played a major role in translating what came to be known as the King James Bible. Oh, really? Yep. So, late in the sermon, Andrews describes the Magi's journey, quote, "...last we consider the time of their coming, the season of the year. It was no summer progress." A cold coming they had of it. That's weird. It really is. Yeah, that is weird. This time of the year, just the worst time of the year to take a journey, and especially a long journey. The way's deep, the weather sharp, the day's short, the sun farthest off, in Sol Solito, Brumale, the very dead of winter. Hmm. And so Eliot is taking this sermon from the time of the creation of the King James Bible. So it's early Mm -hmm. 17th century and he's taking this sermon and he's in the 20th century writing a poem about the birth of Christ back at the year zero. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the playing with the temporality here is really fascinating and it's a sense in which temporality gets blurred for us. Right. And this becomes the journey of anyone really searching for God. Right. It's for all time. God.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that is so beautiful and so profound.
1: And would Elliot have said that that's what he was doing?
0: <laughs> Elliot was a bit of a hard figure to pin down right, on what he was trying to say in his poems. Mm-hmm. Famously, in this poem, a woman once asked him. Well,
1: that comes in the next stanza.
0: It does. But
1: okay, go ahead and go ahead and say it.
0: <laughs> what do you mean by An old white horse galloped away in the meadow? An old white mm-hmm. horse galloped away in the meadow. Elliot? And Elliot said to the woman, I mean an old white horse galloped away in the meadow. <laughs> that's what he meant, <laughs> right? And he refused to go anywhere that would like explain mm-hmm. the imagery he was trying. And to And I put think forward. that's very important. It is very important because otherwise, Elliot especially
1: otherwise, if he put it in down on paper, right? Everybody would say this is what he meant, and it would right. ruin it for everybody, right?
0: Because Eliot understood that poetry. Mm-hmm. Is in its very essence ambiguous. Right. It allows us to read into and understand from it right. the variety of meanings mm-hmm. that are capable well, of being imposed upon your any poems, given work. Your poems. Oh, your poems. Oh, my poems. That you've written. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> but I'm extremely influenced by Eliot, too. So, Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah your yeah, my po- poetry does the your same poetry, thing. yeah. Your poetry, anybody who read it would interpret it. In their own lives, unless they knew what you meant to say.
0: Yep. And okay. oftentimes I mean something very specific, mm-hmm. but I always try in meaning something very specific to also allow for a variety of other meanings right. to be present there.
1: Right. So it could mean something yes. more to somebody else. In fact,
0: it has to, or I wouldn't be putting it in my poems. Right. Right. Yes.
1: Okay. So should we go to stanza two now? This is the happier yes. section. Um,
0: let me actually look real quickly have... here and see if there's something I want to comment okay. on. I do like the alliteration that Lewis. You, know, ah, you can't get away from it. <laughs> that I think Lewis and I. Well, Lewis <laughs> and actually T.S. Eliot combined for me in a lot of ways. In yeah, it mind. is.
1: It is interesting how you do combine. the I two. I do.
0: I combine the two for sure. They become almost a contradictory pair. Yeah,
1: there is a that, reason for that in your in your pair, mind that for that sure. happens.
0: A cold coming, right? There's that alliteration, a cold coming. Oh, uh, wait, one second. I
1: it. think to myself that maybe it's more like a completion. When you take Lewis, he's this. Yes. Elliot's over here and you put them together.
0: And I get something it greater than the two of them separately. separately. Yes,
1: I think so. I really yeah. do think that with you. And,
0: and I love that both of them, in the face of academic and contemporary culture, stood counter culture. Mm-hmm. And I love that even as an atheist, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I admire these guys. Because they are standing against the zeitgeist. Yeah. They're willing yeah. to sort of stand up to it and say, "Hey, there's something you're missing here. There's something something wrong." Yeah. And I always felt that way. And we're I'm actually in the process of writing now a new Christian atheist mm-hmm. that is based on that same sentiment. That I always felt that something like the JEDP theory was fundamentally in error because it was trying to go against basic common sense. Mm -hmm. And I think both Lewis and T.S. Eliot, in their own ways, were trying to reestablish that basic common sense of human reality that God instantiates in our world. So I love in Eliot the alliteration cold coming we had of it i think that's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's also interesting in this passage that all the way through it and there is no definite metrical no it's um structure no, to this it is yeah. free verse for yep. sure yeah but always there is at the end of these lines no accent it is always unaccented at mm-hmm. the end of the lines, mm-hmm. and that draws us forward in such a way as there's no definite resolution to anything no. moving forward, right? right? A cold coming we had of it. Just the worst time of the year for a journey, and such a long journey. The way's deep and the weather's sharp, the very dead of winter. And the camel's galled, sore footed, refractory, lying down in the melting snow. There were times we regretted the summer palace on slopes, the terraces, and the silken girls bringing sherbet. And it's like everything draws us forward in this sense of irresolution. Right. Definitely what Eliot is doing in this poem. Mm -hmm. He's drawing us forward. There's no resolution. There's no resolution. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it's like with them, there's no
0: resolution. And this is why it reminded me so much of my father, Mm -hmm. because he was always searching. Mm-hmm. And never feeling as though he found. Mm-hmm. He just constantly was looking for something. Yeah. Whereas my mom.
1: And that she knew. Like,
0: yeah, my mom knew. She had found right. her Lord. Mm-hmm. She knew where she was going. Right. Which didn't mean she knew everything.
1: Because even her funeral we called. We could stop calling it a wedding.
0: Yes. <laughs> We'd always say it by like, this weird psychological. Right. Yeah, and it was a wedding, for sure. Yeah. My my mom, in her death, found her true lord and lover. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I I really see it that way. Yep, there's no doubt.
1: Okay, so should we read the second stanza now? Okay,
0: so the second sort of resolves and comes to a different...
1: Yeah, it's it's um, more... Well, I mean, just the very first line. Right. (laughs) Okay. Then at dawn, we came down to a temperate valley... Wet below the snow line, smelling of vegetation, with a running stream and a watermel beating the darkness, and three trees on the low sky, and an old white horse galloped away in the meadow. Then we came to a tavern with vine leaves over the lintel, six hands at an open door, dicing for pieces of silver, and feet kicking the empty wineskins. But there was no information, and so we continued and arrived at evening. Not a moment too soon, finding the place. It was, you may say, satisfactory.
0: Oh, I love those words.
1: (laughs) The thing I don't understand is this is the happy part, and you have the six hands at an open door dicing for pieces of silver. Right. It doesn't feel very clean.
0: Right. It makes me feel dirty. In its own way, I think...
1: Wait, and feet kicking the empty wineskins, too. Yeah.
0: I mean, Elliot is letting us know Mm -hmm. that no matter...
1: Even in the cleanness.
0: Even in the sort of closest we get to resolution Mm -hmm. on this, it's not clean. No. It's not pretty. There's still the dirtiness. There's still the dirtiness. There's still the reality that we have to face, that this is a journey that ultimately... We are seeking and not coming to the resolution of Mm -hmm. the kingdom yet. It's never something we achieve in this lifetime. This whole topic Mm -hmm. reminds me of the recent poem that I wrote Mm. for your birthday. That's right. There is one line in there that goes like this. Mm -hmm. The life God gives is half-life tasked in fear and trembling to work out. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that reaching. That approaching, but never never quite getting there.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's that it.
1: asymptote. Right.
0: And then in the Christian Atheist, we've talked about this repeatedly. It is an asymptote, mm-hmm. right? A that mathematical you're... concept where we're approaching something that is real. And yet in this world, we never we achieve. We can't it. get to it. And the closest we can get. And, and I that's... so love this moment. Because it's, I think, the turning point of the poem. He says, and arrived at evening, not a moment too soon, finding the place. So this is the moment when they find the Lord Jesus, Jesus. the baby. Mm-hmm. It was, you may say, satisfactory. Mm-hmm. And that, that <laughs> is
1: that's what we were talking about at yes. the beginning, where it's not a Constantine moment. Right. where you see a cross in the sky and it says conquer by this right it's the ordinary it is
0: the ordinary but satisfactory he finds a baby mm-hmm. born of a woman right it is just another human being mm-hmm. and yet it is the human being it's, upon which history turns right it's so ordinary that it's Extra Extraordinary. Ordinary. Yes. Right. And I think that is in many ways the best way to encapsulate mm-hmm. this poem. Yeah. It is the encounter of the ordinary. Right. As the extraordinary.
1: Also, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying?
0: No. Explain. <laughs> it.
1: Some people feel that their story is too ordinary. And there's nothing exciting about right. it. And that, you know.
0: Well, and that reminds me, too, of my own story. Yeah. With re-encountering Christ. Right. That's what I'm. After my atheism. Right. It's like, okay, so what turned you around? <laughs> well, there's no, no. extraordinary moment right. in a certain way. Right. In which that did it. What did it? Jenny did it. Mm-hmm. She's a human being, and yet Jenny was, for me, that which pointed beyond the ordinary human being right. to the reality of the extraordinary savior of mankind Right. that allowed me to, once again, view reality as extraordinary. Right. right, that you can... That it's you... through the ordinary that we see. Right. The extraordinary reality and of value, the world
1: and value
0: yes the ordinary just yeah. value it yeah and that is a paradox what
1: what does what does it say in um, Ecclesiastes what is the
0: conclusion
1: of the whole matter The conclusion
0: of the whole matter to, to- f- Fear God, Fear God and keep his commandments keep his this commandments. is the whole duty of man. Right, and this is the whole duty of yeah. man.
1: And there's nothing to be disappointed in the ordinary. There's yeah. nothing you don't need to be disappointed in the ordinary.
0: No, in fact to rejoice in the ordinary. The Christian life is the embrace right. of the empirical mm-hmm. and rational reality coming together mm-hmm. in human experience. Right, right. It's The fundamental reality of what we call in the Western world the scientific Mm worldview, in which reality comes together with rationality Mm -hmm. and the two combine in such a way as they really complement one another. As an incarnation. The incarnation of Christ. Right. The ideal becoming real. Right, exactly. And that for me was the fundamental moment of my transformation Mm -hmm. back. To Christianity, because I saw in you once again that reality that was Jesus God mm-hmm. becoming human. Right, right. And that is central in this poem, I right.
1: think. And if anything you could take away from it, that's the most important thing.
0: It was, mm-hmm. you may say,
1: satisfactory.
0: The so greatest every- understatement in all of literature.
1: Mm-hmm. And so that's the turning point. Yep. So now we're in the third stanza, and this is kind of like the death and rebirth stanza, the, the more contemplative part of the poem. All this was a long time ago, I remember, and I would do it again, but set down this set down this. Were well, we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence, and no doubt I had seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We return to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad of another death. That's the end. And there he talks about the alien people clutching their gods. That was the whole
0: and so this is not just a transformation of the mm-hmm. individual. It is a transformation of the world itself mm-hmm. yeah. from the world of paganism to the world of Christianity in which God has become man and has given to the world a solution to the problem right. that has faced right. man from man's but in beginning.
1: But it's so peaceful and so quiet and so
0: simple. Yeah. This... Refers me back to something that we glossed over quickly. Yeah. Earlier in the poem, at the end, we preferred to travel all night, sleeping in snatches. Mm-hmm. So is this it? is that journey, the end of the journey, right? As they move towards Bethlehem, mm-hmm. with the voices singing in our ears, saying that this was all, all folly. And I listened to those voices when I walked away from God mm-hmm. and they said that this was all folly. Mm-hmm. And I believed that. And so I followed the logic of that position, that right. this was all folly. Right. And the more strictly I followed it, the more clearly I came back to the Jesus of Bethlehem and recognized that in the incarnation. Reality and truth was more truly revealed than anywhere else. And I think that this is the central point of this entire poem. And that's the point of the last section here Mm -hmm. in which Eliot says, all this was a long time ago, I remember, but I would do it again, right? This journey was worth it Mm -hmm. in every sense. Because I came to recognize true right. value right. as a result of this journey. But does that mean it settled all of my problems? No. No, it mm-hmm. does not.
1: Like he asked, were we led all that way for birth or death?
0: There was he a asks. birth, certainly. Right. We had evidence and no doubt. I had seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us. And that's still true, I mm-hmm. think, for us today. It is not easy to follow the Christian life. exactly, And it's not easy to constantly have to face in a secular world the opposition of everything about you To what it is you're holding on to. The
1: opposition of everything on the outside world, and then the questions and the confusion inside of Christianity that you have, that you don't understand everything.
0: And it was like death, our death. And there's a very real sense in which, as a Christian, Mm -hmm. you must die to everything else. To the confusion yeah. and the questions. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and say, this is the truth, and I will hold well, on to it.
1: What does it say in John six sixty eight? Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal yeah. life.
0: That is you one of the say, verses that you have given to me that mm-hmm. I have held on to, too, yeah. since we got married. It's like, where else are we going yeah, to go? There's no place else to go. There's no other place to go. <laughs> All of the rest of it ends up falling apart and being empty. Mm -hmm. And that's why Elliot says at the end, I think, I should be glad
1: of another another
0: death. death." Because it ends all of the troubles and takes us back to the Lord. And this, again, reminds me of my mother. It's like I could not mourn my mother's death because I knew she was in the arms of her Savior. And that right. moment is precious. Precious mm-hmm. in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was home. <sighs> yeah. So as you said in the, in the last part of this poem, Lord, to whom shall we go? But no longer at ease here in the old dispensation.
0: With an alien people
1: clutching, clutching their, their gods.
0: Right. And how much do we feel that as Christians in today's world? Mm-hmm. The alien culture around us you and mm-hmm. i have talked about this extensively over the past few years it's like we mm-hmm. do not belong in this world right there is something really wrong here right right we don't belong but anymore. we're
1: here living ordinary lives
0: yes trying right. To live ordinary lives. <laughs> right
1: finding finding the place as you may say satisfactory
0: yeah You
1: know what I'm saying? God is the God of the ordinary.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Okay. So I think that's all for now. I think we celebrated our Christmas in June, halfway (laughs) through the year.
0: Well, praise (laughs) the Lord that Jesus was born in Bethlehem Mm -hmm. and that we can make the journey to him. Right. And find the rewards. Even if... Jesus was
1: not born on December 25th. <laughs> okay, so the season's about to change here. As a matter of fact, summer is here in the Northern Hemisphere and winter in the Southern Hemisphere. And this year is going super fast.
0: <laughs> I'll say it is.
1: So next Monday on the Christian Atheist, we might be having another chatter view.
0: Chatter view, yes. That's true.
1: <laughs> a combination of an, an and interview chat. and a chat. Yes. So we call them chatter views. <laughs> So either you're going to be posting your chatter view, or you'll be talking about an essay by C.S. Lewis, tying that into the Mount Ebal curse Tablet. Right. Discovery. You said that might be four episodes, huh? Yeah,
0: three or four episodes I think wow. it may actually develop into.
1: That sounds exciting. <laughs> okay, so if you're interested in knowing more about the Discovery, the Mount Ebal curse tablet, you can hear more on it through our discussion here on No Compromise in the past two weeks, or through John's episode on it. Do you have one episode or more than one?
0: Well, we two. have one back.
1: We'll post it in the links. So you posted those links to our discussion and to your episode. And also, you posted the articles on it in the description. Also, links to read The Journey of the Magi, or if you don't have time to read it, John posted a link for listening to John reading it on the Simple Gifts podcast. Okay, so as always, if you're interested in knowing more about the Christian Atheist, why not check out the link to John's book in the description, Through the Looking Glass, The Imploding of an Atheist Professor's Worldview and as always if you have the means why not buy us a cup of coffee there's a link to that in the description as well and thank you so much for taking time to listen to us we appreciate your time we appreciate you so much and we hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you all next week
0: and thank you for suggesting we do journey of the magi my love don't
1: forget we have to do the hollow men next
0: and at some point free time
1: yeah yeah, at some point we'll be doing the hollow men that's a really good one
0: I adore you, my Jennifer. I love you, Johnny. All right. Bye. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can have your religious cake and eat it too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview, and be a Christian.